This is where projects come to life. Our showrooms are designed to inspire with the latest products from top brands, curated in an inviting, hands-on environment, and a team of industry experts to support your project. We'll be there to make sure everything goes as planned, from product selection to delivery coordination. At Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery, your project is our priority. See the latest designs from your favorite brands, including Thermador, at your local Ferguson showroom. At SolidCore, the joy is in the work. Join us for 50 minutes of a workout like you've never experienced before. Our strength training workout on a Pilates-inspired reformer will challenge and transform both your body and mind. Because at SolidCore, it's not about what you get from it, but rather who you become. Fight complacency and push beyond your limits with the most effective resistance-based workout yet. Commit to a 12-month membership and get up to 25% off now. Visit www.solidcore.co to become the strongest version of yourself today. We'll see you under the blue lights. Welcome to another episode of No Tears for Black Girls, a true crime podcast with a purpose. Written and produced by award-winning author John Reedberg. I'm your host, Samantha Paul. Let's dive in. This family is going through an extremely tough time right now after losing a 23-year-old mom of two just a day before Christmas. Hours ago, they honored her life about a mile from here with a candlelight vigil. That's where I spoke to her mom off camera. She tells me that she was there when the shooting happened and is just trying to process all of this. But tonight, this family wants Abriel Baldwin to know that she is loved and her kids are taken care of. The pain is unbearable. Candles illuminate photos of 23-year-old Abrielle Baldwin and her two babies. They're now left without a mom. They're going to get taken care of regardless. Ariana Birch is Abrielle's younger sister. She was a really sweet person. She was just special. The 21-year-old comforted by the love Bree's family and friends are showing tonight, but she's heartbroken. She didn't know people cared about her. She thought nobody didn't care about her. She lost not one, but three siblings. I feel like everything is destroyed and took it from me. During an argument over Christmas gifts, a 14-year-old boy in Florida was arrested for shooting his older sister, Abrielle Baldwin, turning the holiday season deadly. According to the Pinellas County Sheriff's Office, the altercation occurred on December 24, 2023, at their grandmother's house. The situation escalated when the boy's other brother, Darkus, also fired a shot before fleeing the scene. The brother's mother and two young children were present during the tragic event. Further details revealed that the disagreement had started earlier in the day while the family was out shopping and continued upon their return home. It revolved around the number of presents each child would receive. During a news conference, Sheriff Bob Gualtieri expressed shock and sadness over the senseless act of violence that took place. A fatal holiday argument have torn apart the once happy family. A police report stated that they took both DeMarcus and Abrielle to a nearby hospital for treatment. While DeMarcus was in a stable condition, his sister tragically passed away from her injuries. During their investigation, detectives discovered that 15-year-old Darkus Coley, 14-year-old Baldwin, and Abrielle, all siblings, had gone Christmas shopping with their mother and Abrielle's two young sons, ages 11 months and six years old. According to the police report, Baldwin threatened to shoot her sister and her 11-month-old son during an argument. The teenager then shot his sister in the chest while she held her child. After the shooting, Baldwin's other 15-year-old brother also fired a shot before fleeing. 
The doctors pronounced their mother dead at just 23 years old after taking both siblings to a local hospital. On Wednesday, December 27, 2023, the 14-year-old was still in the hospital, facing charges of first-degree murder, child abuse, and illegal possession of a firearm. Meanwhile, the 15-year-old faced charges of attempted first-degree murder and tampering with physical evidence as they were taken to a mental health facility. The gun used in the shooting has yet to be found. It was still unclear if the brothers would be tried as adults for their heinous crimes. The sheriff's message was simple. Teenagers in the area were getting guns through illegal means, either by buying stolen weapons or taking them from unlocked cars. In just one month, there had been 17 reported incidents of guns being stolen from vehicles. Pleading for community cooperation, the sheriff urged everyone to lock their doors and help prevent further violence. Despite these warnings, tragedy struck on Christmas Day when DeMarcus shot Abrielle in the chest during an argument over gifts. Abrielle was holding her 11-month-old child at the time. In response, Darkus retrieved another firearm and shot DeMarcus before fleeing the scene and discarding his weapon, which detectives have yet to find. A toxic mix of envy and resentment filled DeMarcus's heart, leading to the tragic death of a hardworking mother of two. The sheriff spoke about the rampant gun violence among teenagers in the area. He called for immediate action to prevent further loss of life, stating that this is the worst it has ever been. As Darkus fled the scene, he dialed his mother for help. According to police reports, they later admitted him to a mental health facility because of self-harming tendencies. The statement also mentioned that once released, they will transfer him to the Pinellas Juvenile Assessment Center. DeMarcus is facing serious charges, including first-degree murder, child abuse, and delinquent in possession of a firearm. Meanwhile, Darkus is facing charges of attempted first-degree murder and tampering with physical evidence. The investigation by the Pinellas County Sheriff's Office is ongoing. All right, so we're here this morning to talk about a homicide uh, that happened here in Largo uh, on Christmas Eve, December 24th at about 1.45 p.m. Uh, the victim in the homicide is Abrielle Baldwin, a 23-year-old black female. Her date of birth is May 5th of 2000. She went by the name of Bree and was a mom to two boys, a six-year-old and an 11-month-old. The incident happened at 2357 22nd Avenue Southwest in Largo. We've arrested two people, <clears throat> and I'll explain the incident as to what happened. The first person that was arrested is DeMarcus Coley. He's a 14-year-old black male. Date of birth is May 2nd, 2009, and he's been charged with first-degree murder, child abuse, and being a delinquent in possession of a firearm. The second is Darkus Coley. He's a 15-year-old black male. Date of birth is January 31st, 2008. And his charges are attempted first-degree murder and tampering with physical evidence. And both of them are in the photographs to my left, to your right, uh, and their brothers. So this is what happened. <clears throat> On Christmas Eve, as I said, uh, December 24th, uh, Abrielle Baldwin, her 10-month-old son, her 6-year-old son, her 14-year-old brother, Demarcus, her 15-year-old brother, Darkus, 
and their mother, Joyce Birch, who's a black female with a date of birth of June 25th, 1984, went Christmas shopping at a store here in Argo. While they're shopping, uh, 15-year-old Darkus was jealous that their mother, Joyce, was getting 14-year-old Demarcus more gifts than he was receiving. So they had this family spat about who was getting what and what money was being spent on who, and they're having this big thing going on in the store, and they're all arguing with each other. They left the store and headed to their grandmother's house, which is where the incident happened at 2357 22nd Avenue Southwest in Largo. Uh, they all piled into one car, and they were heading over to uh, her house. The Coleys, along with Joyce Birch, lived at 608 Westminster Boulevard in Oldsmar. They were going to their grandmother's house because she was going to watch um, Bree's 6-year-old and 11-month-old baby when she went to work. So they got there to this house on 22nd Avenue Southwest at about 1.45 p.m. on Sunday. Darkus, who's the 15-year-old, entered the home and went into the kitchen with his grandmother. Demarcus, the 14-year-old, stood in the doorway because, again, they're all arguing, and they're having this big spat about what happened while shopping and who's getting what and who didn't get what for Christmas. So this is just normal what people do when they have these young kids getting spats like this. And, of course, I'm saying this sarcastically because he's all mad at his brother about what his brother was getting and is not getting. He stood in the doorway, and he took out his 40 caliber semi-automatic handgun, and he pointed it at Darkus and told him he was going to shoot him in the head. So you got the 14-year-old who's mad at the 15-year-old because mom's not buying equal amounts of gifts. They get to grandma's house, and... He takes out his gun and tells him he's going to shoot him in the head. So DeMarcus tries to get Darkus to fight. Uh, Darkus said he didn't want to fight and told him to get out of the house uh, and he didn't want anything to do with him. Now, one of the boy's uncles was present in the home and <clears throat> excuse me, he separated him by moving DeMarcus out of the house and moving him out into the driveway area. This is the house here to my right, again, to your left, and that's the door the way he was standing into, and that's the driveway area that he moved him out to uh, where uh, this happened. And so DeMarcus left the doorway. Darkus is still in the house in the kitchen. DeMarcus was standing uh, by a parked vehicle in the driveway when Abrielle told DeMarcus, quote, you all need to leave that stuff alone. Why are you trying to start it? It's Christmas. And at that point, Abrielle was in the driveway and she was carrying her 10-month-old baby in a carrier in her hand. DeMarcus then began arguing with Abrielle and used some very, very derogatory language that I won't repeat at all and all kinds of profanity. Uh, he was calling her a whore and all kinds of other stuff and stated that he was going to shoot her and that he was going to, quote, shoot the baby too. DeMarcus then moved toward Abrielle and shot her in the chest with a 40 caliber semi-automatic handgun, again, while she's carrying the baby. Abrielle fell to the ground, so did the baby. The baby wasn't hurt because the baby was in a carrier. So when DeMarcus falls to the ground, Darkus comes out of the house. 
And again, Darkus is 15, and he takes out his 45 caliber semi-automatic handgun because, again, and I'll say this sarcastically, just normal that all these kids, that's what you do, right? You just carry handguns. When you get in a spat with your sibling, you take out your guns and you have a gun battle. Uh, so he takes out his gun and tells Demarcus, so Darkus tells Demarcus, quote, you shot my MF sister, and then Darkus shot Demarcus one time in the stomach. So DeMarcus falls to the ground, um, and when Darkus shot DeMarcus, DeMarcus was unarmed. And there's about an eight-second gap between the time that DeMarcus shot Bree, and then Darkus comes out and shoots DeMarcus, and when he shot him, he no longer had possession of the gun. Darkus, the 15-year-old, the, uh, then... Uh, ran, threw his gun in a nearby yard, fled to a relative's house up in Clearwater, where we subsequently arrested him. Unfortunately, Abrielle Baldwin was transported to Largo Medical Center Hospital here in Largo with a single gunshot wound to her chest, and she was pronounced dead at the hospital. Uh, basically, the round went in, threw her left arm into her chest area, went across, uh, went into both lungs, all kinds of internal bleeding. She bled out, and it popped both lungs. She couldn't breathe. DeMarcus uh, was transported to a hospital where he underwent surgery. He's in custody, uh, remains in the hospital, is in stable condition, and upon release, he'll be transferred to the custody of the Florida Department of Juvenile Justice. The Pinellas Pasco State Attorney's Office is going to review the case and decide whether to charge DeMarcus as an adult with the first degree murder of his sister. Darkus, again, the 15 year old made self-harm statements after we picked him up at the location where he was in Clearwater. And he is right now in a secure mental health facility, and he'll be charged with attempted first-degree murder and tampering with evidence and transported to the Pinellas Juvenile Assessment Center upon his release from the mental health facility. The 40 caliber handgun that DeMarcus used to shoot his sister was recovered at the scene. And the 45 caliber handgun that Darkus, Darkus used to shoot DeMarcus has not been recovered. Again, when he ran, he tossed it in the backyard. We've searched that area out there. We can't find it. And the unfortunate reality is it's probably going to be used in the next crime because somebody probably picked it up, and there's all kinds of people over there. And as I'm going to talk about here in about one second, there's way too many guns out there on the street, way too many crime guns out there, way too many stolen guns. Everybody's got a gun these days. And the sad part is that thing's going to be used in another crime because somebody picked it up. As you can see behind me in the photograph, uh, DeMarcus, again, the 14-year-old, recently posted a photo to Snapchat uh, pointing the gun that he used to kill his sister at the camera. So this is within the last couple days, and this is a Snapchat photo. That's DeMarcus pointing that gun, which is this gun, which we recovered there at the scene, which is the gun that he used to kill his sister. So there's the Snapchat photo, and there's the gun that he used to kill his sister. According to many people that we interviewed out there, all kinds of people, family members, young, old, everybody across the board, is that both DeMarcus and Darkus carried guns all the time. They routinely carried firearms on them. People knew it, that's what they did, uh, and a lot of it, uh, they claim, is because of uh, recent ongoings in the Ridgecrest Baskins area where they were accosted, and we've had a number of incidents I'll talk about in a second over there uh, in the last couple of months. But again, 
these young kids, 14, 15 years old, routinely carry firearms. And this is what happens when you got young delinquents that carry guns. They get upset. They don't know how to handle stuff. So they just take out their guns and start shooting, shooting each other. And one of them kills his sister, who's a mom to a 10-month or 11-month-old baby and a 6-year-old boy. So how are they getting these guns? Well, it's real easy. They're getting them because they're either buying them on the street cheap and they're all stolen guns. And for these two guys, they're getting them because they're stealing them from unlocked cars. They're out in the middle of the night doing car burglaries. Both DeMarcus and Darkus were arrested for committing numerous car burglaries in Oldsmar, where they live on Westminster Avenue uh, back in May of this year. Uh, DeMarcus, the 14-year-old, has arrests dating back to when he was 12 years old. Think about this. He has arrests dating back to when he was 12. He's only 14 now, okay, but two years ago, he has arrests for being a minor in possession of a gun, grand theft auto, auto burglaries, loitering and prowling, disorderly conduct, battery on a school employee, and battery on a law enforcement officer. He's only 14. Darkus was also arrested in May for committing numerous auto burglaries. Many of those cases are still pending. In the dispositions with DeMarcus previously is, is that what's he get? Probation. This is where projects come to life. Our showrooms are designed to inspire with the latest products from top brands, curated in an inviting, hands-on environment and a team of industry experts to support your project. We'll be there to make sure everything goes as planned, from product selection to delivery coordination. At Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery, your project is our priority. See the latest designs from your favorite brands, including Thermador, at your local Ferguson showroom. The problem is, is you got way too many kids out there with way too many guns. And they're getting them because they're buying them on the street, cheap, 50 bucks for a gun, whatever, breaking into cars, and they're stealing the guns out of the unlocked cars. And I've talked about this long time and those of you who have been around here for a while remember going back now to December of 2014 Charlie Kondek Tarpon Springs police officer shot and killed where did the gun come from that killed officer Kondek an unlocked car burglary because people leave their guns in their cars and these punks these thugs go out and break into the cars, they take the guns, and they use them for crime, and they kill people. Like they killed Charlie Kondek, and like DeMarcus Coley killed his sister. So just in the last 30 days alone, just in our system, and this doesn't include St. Pete Police Department, it doesn't include Largo Police Department, it doesn't include Pinellas Park Police Department, just in our system alone, and this is what was reported, and they're not all reported because people don't report them all, just in our system alone in the last 30 days, we've taken reports where 17 guns have been stolen from unlocked cars. You know, I get some people say, look, I can do what I want. I can leave my cars unlocked. I can leave my gun in my car, you know, it's not the responsible thing to do, but they do it. And the problem is the thugs that are stealing them, and I agree with that. The problem is don't steal people's stuff. But the reality is, is that you got punks like this out there 
criminals out there like this that are doing it and going to do it, and then they're going to go and hurt people, and people can't leave their car doors unlocked and leave their guns in their cars. It's got to stop. See, you couple that with, since September, just in the Ridgecrest-Baskins area alone, which is where this happened, a couple miles to the west of here. We've had 13 shootings or incidents involving guns in that area. And according to everybody, everybody's carrying guns over there. All these kids are carrying guns. And again, they're getting them from where I just said. So this really, this proliferation of guns on the streets and guns in this area and guns in the hands of these kids, this is the worst I've ever seen it. I don't think we've ever seen it this bad. I really think that we need tougher laws to deal with these kids. Um, as you can see with their criminal histories, they are not getting the consequences that they should get that keep them from doing it again and again and again or deterring others from doing it again and again and again. And I really hope the Florida legislature in the upcoming legislative session will get serious about it and will pass legislation that will hold these kids accountable and help us to slow this down. Because if we don't slow it down, we've got a big problem. And I've never seen it as bad as it is with the number of crime guns that are on the street and the number of shootings and the number of people that we come across that are illegally carrying guns. And again, they're getting them out of unlocked cars. That's primarily where they're coming from. And all we can do is ask people, really plea with people, don't leave your guns in the unlocked cars. And deal with people like this. You know, enough of this slap on the wrist. Enough of this, you get arrested because you got a gun, you, get, uh, you steal a car, you hit a cop, battery on a school board employee, that was another charge that DeMarcus had. You got all this stuff, and what happens to him? Oh, well, you know, he's only 14. He really doesn't understand what's going on. Oh, we'll just give him probation. It's not working. It is not working. And if you do what you've always done, you're going to get what you always got. It needs to change. The laws need to change. We need to get serious and we need to get tough and these kids need to get locked up. Send a message. So now you got a 11 month old and a six year old boy that their mom's dead. You don't ever get undead at the hands of a punk who was upset because he didn't get enough Christmas presents from his mom. And is, you know, it, 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 it's ridiculous. At Solid Core, the joy is in the work. Join us for 12 months of Pilates-inspired reformer workouts and get 25% off your membership. Visit www.solidcore.co to become the strongest version of yourself. We'll see you under the blue lights. Anybody got any questions? You mentioned uh, grandma and uncle were home at the time. Um, were they involved in any way? How are they doing at this point? Well, I mean, they were involved in it. You know, the uncle tried to separate them. They knew that it was going south. They knew that they were arguing. They, and, and again, everybody, really everybody, knew that these guys carried guns all the time. So, you know, uh, you know it just it was common knowledge. So they weren't hit at all the bullets or anything like that? No, everybody's fine. The only person, again, it was two shots that were fired. 
is that one shot from DeMarcus into his sister and one shot from Darkus into DeMarcus. So two shots. That's all it takes. Can you also spell Abriel's name? Sure. It's um, A-B-R-I-E-L-L-E. Last name? Baldwin. B-A-L-D-W-I-N. Sheriff, you were really specific there on the length of time between the two shots hmm. being fired. Just curious how you can be that specific. Was there's an audio recording of it. Not so, one was called or something. That was, so there's a uh, neighbor that has outdoor cameras, and while the shooting itself is not captured on the cameras, the audio of the shooting is. So you can hear shot, and then eight seconds later, the second shot. So that's how we know. Can you just, you've said a few words already. Can you just say a little bit more about Abrielle and what you know about her? And now, you know, she's got two kids. What's going to happen to them now? Sure. Yeah, I don't know. I guess mom, grandma, you know, somebody will step in, uh, take over. She was working at an assisted living facility. She's just a woman going about life, doing her thing uh, with her two kids, trying to make a living, trying to make it. And, you know, her, her brother <laughs> killed her. <laughs> Uh, and why did her brother kill her? Because what she said was, knock it off. Leave it alone. Why are you doing this? It's Christmas. Why are you getting all upset? So he goes over and puts a bullet in her, tears up her insides, and kills her. Leaves her dead in the driveway. They're, so they're, they're all brothers and sisters here, right? Just all siblings. Yep. So uh, Bree, Demarcus, Darkus, they're all brother sister. Yep. And, and again, it goes back to there's, there's a reason why the law says it's not strict enough right now. And I hope this changes this legislative session right now, a minor in possession of a firearm is a misdemeanor. This guy's had prior minor in possession charges. You don't get anything out. There's no consequence for it. You know, and, and this is why the law, though, says that kids shouldn't have firearms. But the law doesn't mean anything to people like this. They don't care about the law. I mean, they're out breaking into cars in the middle of the night, stealing guns, doing all kinds of other stuff, loitering and prowling, all the stuff that's in his history, um, hitting cops, hitting school board employees, everything else. They don't care about that stuff. But, it, it, but there's a reason why they can't have They're not old enough to understand and have the right coping mechanisms to deal with the stuff when they are upset. I mean, the fact that you get upset, you get two 14, 15 year olds that get upset with each other because one got more. I mean, that happens. I mean, that's just that's kid stuff, but not with guns. Where are you at in terms of the testing of the firearm you do have? I assume you'll try to figure out if someone ever reported this gun stolen. Yeah, so we're, we're obviously uh, looking at that. That's a big part of the investigation. Right now, I can tell you that. The uh, 40 caliber that DeMarcus had that we uh, recovered was that Smith & Wesson, which is that one, the one you see behind me here, is, is that it is not in the system been reported as stolen. It's stolen. It came out of a car. Somebody just didn't report it. And sometimes they report it as stolen, and they'll report their gun stolen, but they don't have the serial number because they don't keep it. So they report it to us, but we can't put it in the system, or another agency can't put it in the system unless you've got a serial number for it. So it may well have been reported, but nobody had the serial number or it wasn't reported. It's stolen. So we have some systems that we can use uh, through the U.S. Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms through ATF where we can check the projectiles to see 
if that gun has been used in other crimes. And we're in the process of doing that. That takes some time. Now, the second gun that Darkus had, we haven't recovered. Uh, we've got um, uh, casings uh, from it, uh, from the firing of the firearm, but we don't have um, the firearm itself. Like I said, that's still out on the street, unfortunately. Do you have a picture of Abriel that we could use? Um, I don't, we'll see if we can get you one. You know, I'm not sure if we do. I, we'll see if we can get you. So, Sheriff, I was wondering, you are asking for changing the laws because right now they are not strict enough. Um, we have this uh, violence, this gun violence with, with uh, teenagers. Mm -hmm. So right now, if you, I mean, the authorities would be to stop these teenagers with these guns that are stolen, what will happen to them? Well, today, with a lot of the offenses that kids commit involving guns is, is that there's no mandate that they go into what is called in the juvenile system residential programs, which is really jail or prison, that they get sentenced to a period of time. Uh, you get these kids that are minors in possession of firearms. 14, 15 year olds like this shouldn't have guns. 14, 15 year olds with dad or grandpa going out hunting, that's fine, go for it. It's responsible, there's no issues with it. But 14, 15 year olds carrying guns in their waistbands, walking around the neighborhood, just waiting for something to happen? No. And the problem is, is that today, today it's a misdemeanor. Um, you're not going to get anything. And so they're doing it with impunity. They're walking around with these guns with impunity. And, you know, when you score under the guidelines um, by committing these car burglaries and they're taking these guns or they're just out there committing these car burglaries that are doing the grand thefts and they're doing all what they're doing is, is that the consequences aren't there. And it, 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 this is where you end up with these kids that it takes many, many, many times for them to score at the right level where there's consequences. So what I'm saying is, is that we need to change it and we've got to provide some uh, swift, harsh consequences up front to punish the conduct and to deter the misconduct of others and have there be some skin in it. Make them realize that this is going to be unpleasant. I avoid a tragedy like this one. What's that? I avoid a tragedy like this yeah, one. Yeah, no, try and avoid the tragedy. That's what we want to do. That's the whole reason for it is, is to try and avoid the tragedy, like you said, and to try and keep it from happening. And the only way to do it is to send a message. And the message is, we're not going to put up with it. But unless the consequences are there, we can say we're not going to put up with it. But guess what? We as a society, we as a criminal justice, we are putting up with it. Because we let them have these multiple bites at the apple. I went through what uh, DeMarcus's criminal history is. And he's got all this stuff in the past, and he doesn't care. Obviously, he doesn't care. Because if he cared, he wouldn't do it. How long ago was, uh, was this most recent arrest? Uh, a few months ago. A few months ago. Both of them have equal type histories of charges. Actually, DeMarcus has more than Darkus does. Uh, Darkus's history isn't that extensive. DeMarcus's history is pretty extensive. His was. Actually. Yeah. Is there a plan for an increase? law enforcement activity in the neighborhood where this occurred? We have been. We've had uh, 
increased presence in uh, patrols out there in the last couple months because of this problem with guns. And, but in this type of a situation where it's used in a, a domestic type environment, we could put a thousand cops out there, ain't going to stop it. <laughs> you know, so what we're trying to do with the increased patrols out there is deal with the street crime, deal with people that are using the guns when they're selling drugs, when they're doing robberies, where they're carjacking, when they're doing all kinds of other street-related stuff. And we're trying to get the guns off the street, and we've had some success with it uh, by being very intensive with the patrols uh, that we've had out there and putting extra people out there. So we have, and we'll continue to do that. But there's nothing we can do to stop that other than get the guns out of these guys' hands and not have them have guns to begin with. We can't stop that kind of thing. There's nothing we can do on that uh, it, it directly. Now, indirectly, again, with what I'm talking about and consequences in the system and people not leaving their guns in their cars, those kinds of things. But we can put a cop on every street over there in Ridgecrest Baskins or in any other community, and that's not going to stop that. When it, when it comes to talking about people leaving their guns in their cars or leaving them unlocked. Is there any kind of penalty towards them if that gun is found to be stolen? I mean, do you think something like that needs to change as well? No. You know, I, I, it is that... And the question is, and this comes up, you know, is, you know, because as you're asking the questions and people watching, they can't, they can't hear the question. So it's, it's, the question is... Should there be consequences against people for leaving their cars unlocked and leaving their guns in their cars? Is there consequence was your first question, and the answer was no. And the second question, should there be? You know, I don't think so. Um, I, I, the problem is them. Okay? It's an ask of people. Help us, because we got a problem. And our problem is them. You know, if somebody parks their car in the driveway, and some people do it mistakenly. They just didn't mean to. Other people... And I tell you, because we talk to people about it. And some people say, look, this is my property. This is my house. This is my car. This is my driveway. If I want to leave my car unlocked, and I want to leave my wallet and my gun and my stuff in my car. I should have a right to do that. And, you know, it, you know they got a point. But, okay, I hear you. And you're, and you're right. And that's why there shouldn't be any consequence for it. But we got a problem. So help us. You know, that's why I'm asking and pleading to, you know, help us. Because until we can do something to tighten guys like this up, is, is they're going to keep taking your stuff. Um, but people do it, you know. And some people, again, do a mistake, make a mistake. Others, that's just what they do. Say, I'm just not locking my car. Yeah. You said he was shot in the stomach. Is he still in the hospital right now? He is. Mm -hmm. uh, what's his condition? He's stable. Well, he's torn up pretty good. Uh, his intestines, they had to remove part of his intestines and do some other things in surgery. But he's stable. Um, he'll be in a hospital, but probably the best projection, I just got off the phone before I came down here, best projection is he'll probably be in the hospital for about a week or so, and then again, we'll transfer him to the Department of Juvenile Justice custody uh, once he's released from the hospital. All right, thanks, everybody. Love us? Leave us a positive review or rating. Follow No Tears for Black Girls on social media and No Tears for BG on Twitter. Be blessed. Be loved. Stay safe.